Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another episode for you. And if you are new to the Beauty in the Vlog podcast, welcome. I am so excited to have you and be part of the community here. And if you are a longtime listener, then you probably know that I am on a bit of a break from the podcast, just two to three months while I focus on the Beauty and the Vlog bootcamp. If you want to learn more about the bootcamp and what it's about, you can go to beautyandthevlog.com forward slash bootcamp. So while I'm focusing on the bootcamp, I am going to be replaying some of the best episodes of Beauty in the Vlog for you. We've got over a hundred episodes here and there's such amazing content. So I know I'm not going to be publishing new episodes for the next couple months, but there's such amazing content and great gems of information that have already been uploaded. So I am highlighting those for the next few months. So uh, if you're new, then those will be brand new for you. And if you are a part of the community already, if you listen to the episodes, it's always great to re-listen again because there's just so much information in each and every episode. And I've curated the best episodes that I think you will get the most out of listening to again. And just know that the podcast is my number one. I absolutely love the podcast. That's the heart and soul of beauty and the vlog. So I will be coming back full force with amazing interviews, amazing episodes in a few months once the bootcamp has wrapped up. So I'm very excited for all the amazing content that I have planned for the podcast. And if you love the podcast, please uh, snap a photo of you listening or a screenshot and upload it onto your Instagram stories and tag me. I love seeing that. I love seeing how you guys listen to the podcast and I will make sure to share those on my Instagram stories as well. So don't forget to screenshot uh, your phone and just do it right now and tag me in Instagram. And also, if you are not a member of the Facebook group, definitely go in there. I will be in there as well. It's a thriving community, lots of amazing creators helping one another out and just a really great group of people over there. So join the free uh, Facebook group as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, please leave a review. It helps so much uh, when it comes to podcast rankings. All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. I am your host, Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is a number one online community and weekly podcast dedicated to supporting content creators and influencers in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We provide insight into the business, branding, SEO, content creation, and more of what it takes to be a successful online influencer. We've got influencer interviews and in-depth discussions to help you achieve your goals and see results online. To get the most out of Beauty in the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group and check out our Beauty in the Vlog website for show notes and more. Also, if you're new, then welcome and please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single weekly episode. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview for you guys. Now for this episode of Beauty in the Vlog, I am featuring the one and only DIY slime queen, Karina Garcia. But before we dive into her 
bio a little bit. Just want to remind you guys to definitely check out the show notes for the podcast episodes. For every show, uh, for every episode, I link the things that are mentioned. A lot of times, tools are mentioned. Uh, there's key points and key takeaways. So for this episode, make sure you go to beautyinthevlog.com forward slash Karina. And also, if you're not in the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group, I definitely encourage you to join in on all the fun. We do a ton of stuff over there, and there's a lot of uh, just like collaborations and just questions and lots of things happening over in the Facebook group. So you can search Beauty in the Vlog, um, and I have a link in you know all the show notes and in the email newsletter and all that fun stuff. And Finally, like I always ask, if you are a fan of the podcast and you love the podcast, please share it. That's the best way to get the podcast known, to help more people find it. Let them know that we are here rocking it out every week on Thursdays and to make sure that people know about the podcast. All right. So Karina Garcia. Karina Garcia is the 23-year-old queen of DIY and slime. She's one of the most recognizable faces on social media and best known for being one of the top five most followed DIYers on the internet. Her videos are all about empowering her viewers to create on their own terms. Beyond teaching the world how to make slime and crazy arts and crafts projects, Karina loves design, style, and keeping up with the latest trends. Karina is a big personality born in LA who knows what it takes to stand out in the world. Her passion for crafting first started as a family project with her five siblings, one of which is a YouTuber that you might recognize, her twin sister, Myra, Myra Glam. She does makeup videos. And she has now turned into her full-time career. She's a lead host on the forthcoming Verizon Go 90s DIY Dash and Awesomeness TV's Makeup Mythbusters. Additionally, her book, Karina Garcia's DIY Slime, has just been released. And it's her first book. And we do talk about that. And she's super excited about it. And she's, I mean, listen to this, you guys. This is crazy. She started her channel February of 2015. So a little bit more than two years ago. And Karina currently has 5.5 million, million subscribers on YouTube and 693 million video views. I mean, that's crazy in like two years. So Karina and I talk a lot about her success what she did. She had some really amazing insight into her thumbnails and how she comes, how she creates her thumbnails. Just a lot of really good insight into how she was able to just achieve such fast growth. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy and like this interview. And without further ado, here it is. Well, hi, Karina. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So Karina, Karina and I, this has been like a long time coming, having you on the podcast. We met a few times. I don't even know where we met. Like at Gener- was that Generation Beauty? Generation Beauty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw you, I saw you and your sister there a couple of times. Or like, yes, yeah, I get you on the show. So we finally did it. And I'm just so excited to have yeah. you on because I know that there are so many people um, that have requested to have you on and all that. So let's just get started and dive into let's- it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, the first question I always ask everybody that comes on the show is, what inspired you to get onto YouTube? 
Um, my friends were actually the ones that like really wanted me to join at first. I always wanted to do it because my sister had been on YouTube for like a year at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just looked so much fun. And I would like talk to myself in the mirror, pretending I was doing videos and stuff. But I guess I never really had like the courage because I was scared because I knew people would like, you know, there would be haters and stuff. But one time I ended up making like a lipstick on my own. And I just, I liked it so much that I just got like the confidence and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to film it. And my sister helped me film that video. And then from there, it just like took off. But that was basically like how it started. So how did you uh, decide what you're going to have your channel about? Because your sister, and for those of you guys listening, um, Karina has a twin sister who also has a very successful YouTube channel. And she does, you know, mainly makeup and beauty. Um, yeah. So how did you kind of like, what did you initially think when you were going to get onto YouTube? Like, what were you going to talk about? What were you going to do videos on? What was that whole, like, what, what was going through your mind with that? You know, it's actually crazy because I really had no idea what it would be about. I always wanted to start a channel, but to be honest, I didn't really know what in the world I was going to do. But I would do a lot of crafts on my own. Like, I never thought about filming them. But for example, like all of my makeup organizers, I made all of those because I didn't have money like to buy them. So I would just DIY all of them. And then that one time that I made the actual lipsticks, I just fell in love with them so much. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing all these things on the side, like all these DIYs with my makeup organizers and all this stuff. So I was like, why don't I just film them? And then I just started filming them. And then it just like when the start became like a DIY channel. Yeah, because you do mainly DIY and then you do a whole bunch of kind of fun, different kind of stuff. Yeah, the slime and the gooey and all all that stuff. And then um, and then uh, and then your sister does the makeup. So Mm -hmm. when so when you started the so you saw your sister doing YouTube and she was doing it for about a year, right? Yeah, for like about a year. Yeah. Where, Where was she at that point? Was she pretty? Was she kind of pretty big at that point, or was she still? It was, um, she had a good amount. She was about at eighty thousand subscribers at the time. Yeah, that's pretty good in a year. Yeah. So, um, so you saw her having success, and then you just decided you're like, oh, why don't I do it also? Yeah, everybody would tell me like, you need to do it. You're so funny, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like scared because I knew people would like, you know, like talk and stuff. But I just ended up doing it, and it was like the best thing ever. I love YouTube. What were you doing before YouTube? Um, I was actually a waitress for my brother because he's a wedding um, coordinator. Mm. But before that, I was working like at a burger joint. Oh my god! And then I was like unemployed for like two years. Oh wow! And I just decided to do like the whole YouTube thing. Wow. So okay. So take us back to when you first started. So you first started uploading videos. Were at that time, were you not working or anything? So were you doing just YouTube like a hundred percent? Uh, yeah, I was basically going with my brother on the weekends to like serve food and stuff. But for the most part, I wasn't doing anything at all, like whatsoever. I had no idea if I wanted to go back to school. Like I was honestly a complete like a hot mess. And then once I started doing videos, like it, I just made it a hobby, like right away. Like um, I started uploading every week, like from the very beginning, because I just loved it so much. And I saw it like as in, like an outlet. It was like my hobby. Because I wasn't doing anything else. Yeah. So you were like helping out your brother, but like you felt kind of lost, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So then you started, you said you started doing YouTube. And then were you like, were you kind of consistent? So you said it was a hobby. Were you consistently doing it or just kind of uploading it whenever? Um, I was doing it consistently from the very beginning. Um, People always ask me, like, what's your secret? Like, did you always upload and stuff? I would say that it is a big, like, 
it's like something big to upload consistently consistently because yeah. you remember from the very beginning I guess, but you know what? Also, people have, like, jobs and stuff. So I guess if you really don't do anything, then it's way easier to, like, dedicate yourself to it. So since I wasn't doing anything from the very beginning, I would upload at least once a week. Oh, okay. How long ago did you start your channel? Two years ago on February 11th, 2015. Wait, so it was, you've only been doing it for two years? Yeah. Wait, you said 2015. Oh, my gosh. You have over 5 million subscribers in two years. I didn't realize you started it so recently. Yeah, it's only been two years. Oh, my God. Okay, so what happened? Like, how did you go from, like, zero to five million in two <laughs> years? Like, let's talk about that. Like, so... I feel like um, I feel like a lot of times, it's like, everybody says the same thing, but I feel like it's so true. Like, everybody says that to be yourself, and I think that is so true because from the beginning, like, I, I tried not to, um, for example, like, I didn't want to, like, I don't know. I just, I was so myself, like to the point that sometimes I get hated for it, but like, whatever. I feel like it's relatable to people because you're not like perfect and stuff. And also like, if, for example, if I'm doing like my video, like the editing, mm-hmm. if I mess voiceover up or things like that, I'm just myself hundred percent. Also, um, I feel like thumbnails are like key. So I spend a lot of time on my thumbnails and I always try to keep up with trends. Um, if something's trending, I try to put like my twist on it. I feel like you just have to be like completely dedicated. Yeah. I mean, so for you, because, you know, you were helping out your brother or whatever, but you, you kind of started off doing it as a hobby. I would imagine that pretty, pretty soon after you started it, you started to kind of take it more seriously. Oh yeah. I feel like as soon as I started, since I wasn't doing anything else, Mm -hmm. I just made it a thing where I really wanted it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I was filming like a lot. I was so dedicated from the start and I feel like that really helped me a lot. Yeah. So like at the time, like financially, how were you supporting yourself and your channel and all that stuff? Um, I was so, oh my gosh, I honestly <laughs> had nothing. I was making like maybe like 80 bucks, like a yeah. week. <laughs> um, so I really didn't have anything. Like when I would go to the store, I would ask my mom for money and stuff. Honestly, like all the money I did make, I would obviously invest it like in crafts and stuff like that. Yeah. For the most part, I had absolutely nothing. When I first got my first computer for for editing, um, that one, my mom actually paid for it. I had to pay her back. And so were you living with your parents when you started? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's helpful too, because then you can just kind of dedicate it fully to your channel. Yeah. Did they, how did your parents react when you started doing your channel? Obviously, your sister was doing it too. Like, yeah. were they like, what? what we've got two our two daughters like doing this youtube thing they thought like that it probably wasn't gonna work out because it was like i was just jumping straight into it without Mm -hmm. even thinking about it and i was like way too excited about it and i feel like in my head i was like no i got this you know but like they wanted me to go back to school or like you know get an actual time job so at first they were like iffy about it but i mean later on they realized you know i was like I i knew what i was doing i guess yeah. Yeah. So you were dedicated yourself like pretty much from the beginning. Was your yeah. sister also doing YouTube full time, like exclusively just YouTube? Yeah, she was doing full time. She was actually she was um, actually no, she was uh, working at, at a movie. She was it, like she was almost to the point that she was about to quit her job kind of thing. So she was getting there. Mm. And you guys were living together, right? Yes. So did she help you a lot with your channel? Oh, for sure. Yeah. She helped me film my first videos. Like she would always help me edit. She taught me how to edit. 
She was the one that, you know, taught me how to use the cameras and everything. So I guess, like, I did have that advantage because my sister had, she had her filming cameras. She had her lighting and stuff. So she definitely helped me out a lot. Yeah, that's really helpful um, to have her there and all that. So, okay, so so something must have happened. I mean, one of the questions I always ask, too, um, is like if there you ever experienced like some kind of a tipping point for your channel like was there was there a video that went viral was there a collab or something that kind of put you on the map um I think it was when I started making slime honestly because mm-hmm. I, I definitely had my videos that I would be like oh my god yeah like they're getting used but like the first one that actually like went viral and got me like out there I guess it was like my flubber soap video it was like a slime that you could wash your hands with so I feel like the the slime ones have really been the ones that put my name out there. How did you like, how did you get into this whole like slime thing? Like what, where did that come from? I feel like I've always just like, no, well, I've known about slime for a while. Like since I was a kid, because I used to sell them in these little like um, can thingies. I don't know, but I used to, buy, I used to buy them before. And I remember I didn't really used to see any of those videos. Like there was at least like maybe like a handful of tutorials on YouTube, but there was like the basic ones. So there wasn't a variety so I really wanted to bring that like to my channel, but I wanted to do different things with it. So I made sure to like add different like textures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always wanted to, uh, I wanted to take slime and just make it something new, I guess. And I just started doing like soaps. I did like all these like different, all types of recipes. And I don't know. I just kind of like fell in love with it. Like I literally started doing slime so much. It was like, it's like 90% of my channel is slime. Yeah. I I think it's so interesting. And I think it's like, Uh I think it's really smart in a way um, because it's something so different yet. It's like, I don't want to say it's like relatable because like who relates to slime, but it's something that anybody can like watch and kind of like appreciate or be like, I don't know if there's something appealing about watching like a slime and yeah. (laughs) And so it's, it's, it's like, it's an, like you figured out like a really interesting niche that somehow uh, actually appeals to like a lot, a lot of different people. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I, I for what kids like, because um, I really wanted to do sensory play stuff, Play-Doh, Orbeez and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I always really wanted to do things like that because I knew it would be like, like eye appealing to kids. So that's why I got into that and like the Orbeez, stress balls and all that. And I was right because like they did become like a trend, like stress balls and all that squishy stuff. Like I feel like kids love all of that. So were you, was your channel, I mean, I know you said when you first started, it, it was DIY, but were you trying to kind of do more of a kid's channel? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely knew that. I felt like from the beginning, Mm -hmm. when I did my DIY lipsticks, I guess like, well, kids are more um, drawn to DIYs. So I kind of knew from the beginning, like I noticed my audience was kids. So that's when I started putting out more like DIY and stuff. So yeah. Do you have a background in kids or or why why did you want to do something with kids for your channel? I actually don't have a background that I could think of. But I guess since since my first video was like the DIY lipsticks. And since I was already doing like crafts, like before YouTube, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of, it was like my thing, I guess. Like I tried a makeup tutorial one time, like I did a brow tutorial. I was sitting there so bored. Like it was <laughs> the most boring filming session that I had ever done. I don't know. I feel like with, with crafting, I get more into it and mm-hmm. I could actually like show my personality through it. I don't know. But that's that's when I knew that I would just like do crafts because I, I actually genuinely enjoyed it. And um, it would just uh, 
draw like the kid audience but I know I don't have like a background like with like kids I guess it just kind of like happened yeah I mean I think that's really intuitive and that's one of the things that I always talk about on this the podcast is that you know you got to really find something that like you yourself are interested or passionate about because that's how your true self and your true personality. Like if you, yeah, if you want to say, you know, I want to, I want to do like my sister and I want to, you know, you know, do makeup. It's like, well, you know, if you don't have that passion, like you said, you're going to be bored and and the audience is going to be bored. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody, the only reason I ended up doing that brought tutorial was because um, my sister, like she shouted me out and all of her subscribers were like, Oh my God, do your makeup obviously. Cause she's a beauty channel. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. But I hated it. I was like, there's no way. So I just went back to my DIYs and I was like, whatever, I don't care. It's fine. I'm going to like do this on my own. Like I really want to do this. And I really enjoy making actual like crafts and stuff way better than DIYs. I guess I'm like more, um, hands on. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so, okay. So then you, you had that viral video and it was like a slime video. So yeah. how soon after you started, did you have, did you create that video? Um, I think, okay. I started in February in that video. I believe I made it in September. Okay. And then how many, like, where were you, do you remember like, where were you at before subscriber wise? And then where you were at after that video? Yeah, I think I was about at like 30,000. And mm-hmm. I remember after that video, like I started growing pretty fast because I remember out of nowhere, I was already at 100K with that one. Oh my God. So it was, yeah, that video was like. That crazy. went really viral. Yeah, it was definitely my first viral, viral video. Well, let me ask you, like, you know, I'm sure you read all the comments and stuff like that. I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Like, why do you think that video in particular hit a chord with people? Um, I think it's because there wasn't much slime back then. Um, also there was, okay. Like there was the, the slime videos like here and there, but it was like the basic slime. There wasn't anything different. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something different with slime. So a slime and a soap together also like soap videos, like DIY soap videos were trending at the time. So I was like, I'm going to combine slime with soap. And I guess it was like a really big hit. Cause both of them were like, cool, I guess. And Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, that's smart. So, um, so then what did you do after that? When you saw the feedback for that video, did you do anything different with your channel once you got like over a hundred K so quickly? Um, yeah, I, I decided to start doing more of those videos, like, um, doing, uh, like squishy videos, I guess. Like I incorporated more slimes. I started doing Orbeez videos. I started doing like Play-Dohs. What's Orbeez? Orbeez, do you know what those are? It's like these little like polymer beads. Like they're like the water beads. They're like squishy oh, little okay. jelly balls. Yeah, I started working with those, like putting them in like balloons as stress balls. I started doing like uh jelly videos, just like anything squishy. I did I still kept doing like other DIYs and stuff, but I felt like that was more like what people would request because it's almost satisfying to look at kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Was it hard to figure out how to film all that? Um at first, I feel like, yeah, because everything's, like, super, like, messy. And also, yeah. there's a lot of tutorials out there. There wasn't, like, a lot. So I would just kind of have to try to, like, figure something out and actually try the, like, like try different ingredients and stuff. So it was hard at first because there wasn't a lot of inspiration. Like, I knew I wanted to do, like, a certain thing, like, with slime and stuff. But I didn't know where to look. You know what I mean? So yeah. I had to figure it out. But I feel like I've done so many, like, uh, videos like that now that, like I literally could do it with my eyes closed kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think it's so fascinating that you found a really interesting niche and it's just taking off for you. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, 
it, it's it's really it's really interesting. I mean, do you look back and think yeah. like, oh my god, like how where how am I here today? Like, at five million plus subscribers with like millions of people watching me. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, how is this even like happening? Sometimes when I meet subscribers, like I always think in my head, I forget that people know me because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just here at home. Like I'm literally just in a room filming like and there's just a camera there. So I forget that anybody really knows me until I meet people. I'm like, wow, people actually know who I am. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like I'm just a regular person filming videos like and that's it. Like it's so weird. So you said that that you really pay attention to trends. Um, how do you do that? Um, usually I can see like what is trending. Uh, for example, there was like this, like the hot knife one. It was like trending for a while, like the thousand degree knife. So I decided to get like gummies and stuff and like use the hot knife. I don't know. I guess I just, um, paying attention to like trends is just really like, that's a big thing too, because, um, I don't know, like there's a lot of challenges that are just trending and you just kind of hop on that and then just do yours too. And also pull like, you have to put twists to them and stuff though, because there is definitely like um, times where something is trending and someone could just like take someone's idea. So I always try to um, like put my twists on it and stuff. So that's basically what I do. I'll just like look at what's trending. Like if I see a lot of videos that are you know, doing well, like a certain challenge or something, then I would like do it too and stuff. And then you kind of twist it to, to make yeah. it unique. Yeah, exactly. Where do you find these trends? You just subscribe to a lot of people on YouTube. Is there like a anywhere specific that you look? Um, I guess it's just the people that I'm subscribed to, like the people that are like within the same like type of videos that I do, like lifestyle mm -hmm. DIY hacks videos and things like that. Is what I try to like get inspiration from. Mm. That's yeah. I think I think. Trends is really important, but I think it's easy to kind of end up being like, you know, like in a way like a copycat if you're not careful about, sure. you yeah. know, yeah, if you're not careful about kind of putting, like you said, your own yeah. twist. Yeah. Also, um, I always also make sure to like if I am doing something really similar to someone, I do make sure like to mention them because there's people that they literally will take your idea at times and they'll run with it. So it's always important, you know, to. Um, either give credit or yeah, like giving credit is just really important. I think. Um, at the time, were you paying attention to um, like uh, like YouTube SEO, like tags, titles, things like that? Yeah, I used to pay attention to a lot of that. I would fill my tags to like the maximum mm -hmm. that I could, like all the time. But I feel like actually now, now that I think about it, I feel like they they are important, definitely. But I feel like. When, when you have a good title and a thumbnail and good content, I feel like that's really all of um, that matters, I guess. I, I know there's people that like put a lot of tags and stuff, but to be honest, I think they do help to an extent, but I think a lot of the times like the key is a thumbnail and title. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know you said that you spend a lot of time on your thumbnails. What are some things that you do and, you know, that you feel like um kind of require a little extra effort when it comes to putting your your thumbnails together i feel like i always try to make the thumbnail like super eye-popping so if i'm doing like a hacks video um i always do this so whenever i put a hacks video together i think of like a really crazy hack it obviously has to be realistic like it can't just be like a fake hack yeah. it has to actually work but the craziest hack will always be the one in the thumbnail so whenever i make a hacks video i always make sure that i have at least one super crazy 
super crazy, crazy thumbnail. I mean, yeah, a super crazy hack so that I'll know that I'll put it in my thumbnail. And also like for a DIY, um, I'll think outside the box. I'm like, okay, this is going to look really weird. And I click, I mean, or eye catching. For example, I did like, uh, this is my most popular video, actually. It's a nail polish lipstick. So I was thinking, you know what? This would look so crazy in a thumbnail if you put like lipstick inside a nail polish container. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going to do it. So I did like a nail polish DIY um, lipstick. So I put, I made lipstick and I put it inside a nail polish and it was just like a super eye-catching thumbnail. So I guess what I just think weird and like crazy and then I, I make it happen. Well, it also sounds like that you think about your thumbnail as you're thinking about the video itself. For sure. Yeah. Like that's like the main thing that when I make a video, I'm always thinking like, okay, I need to add this in here or I need to incorporate something that's going to make me like a crazy thumbnail. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I think for a lot of people, the thumbnail is just kind of an afterthought. Like they're, oh, I'm going to get a snapshot from my, from my video. Yeah. I actually like, it's funny. I, I actually edit my thumbnails before I even edit my videos, honestly. Like, oh, really? I, yeah. Like it's one of the things that I really think of like right away. That's yeah. I've never heard of anybody doing their thumbnails before doing their video. Yeah. I literally do it all the time. Like I'm so worried about the thumbnail being perfect that it's the first thing I do. Wow. So, um, where do you, where, how do you create your thumbnails? Where do you create them? I actually use PicMonkey. Everybody okay. says like Photoshop, but I just use PicMonkey. I guess I I got so used to using it that I know like every feature on it. Mm. It's like really easy for me on them on PicMonkey. Yeah, PicMonkey. You should do some like tutorials on like doing a using yeah. PicMonkey. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely should. <laughs> PicMonkey is great though, and it's free. Do you use a free version or do you do you pay for it? Um, I actually pay for it because it has like a few extra features. There's definitely like ways of doing it without the the paying. Like you could still get like really good thumbnails, but I like the extra little features. What are the extra? I'm actually curious. What are the extra features um, that are there when you when you pay for it's it? It's not a lot. It's basically just like I guess like text. And mm -hmm. now that I think about it, I don't really use any crazy text, so I don't know why. I <laughs> but there's uh like a few things I guess like to color in certain things and make them brighter like to color them I believe that's like a mm -hmm. feature like you add more color or you can switch color like on your shirts and stuff like I don't know how to explain mm -hmm. it but mm -hmm. I think that's like one of them that I always use so that's like the reason I have that switching colors up or something um so you just do you just use PicMonkey and then you'll um like upload like crazy photos into Pic PicMonkey yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. So, do you take because like I, I'm you know I'm looking at your thumbnails now. So, do you you do you take actual photos while or like during or before you're filming um, yeah. that you're thinking this is for the thumbnail? Or are you taking just screenshots from your video? Um, I actually used to take just screenshots, mm -hmm. but um, a friend of mine, she has really good thumbnails. Her name is uh, Julia. Um, on YouTube and mm -hmm. she she has really good thumbnails like they're so crisp so I told her I was like dude your thumbnails are amazing like what do you do and she just told me she's like you just take the pictures and I was like what so it's just something so simple that I never thought about. what do you mean just take take and, and who is this person because people might um, want to check her out Julia um beauty her name is beauty beauty taken in on YouTube she does like hacks and stuff okay um and so what do you mean by just take the picture like, she just told me like, oh, like I just like take the picture. And I was like, what do you mean? Because I usually just as I go as I'm filming, mm -hmm. I'll just pause and like hold it up to the camera and, and then I'll end up screenshotting it later. But I noticed that when you actually take a picture, like if you um, switch it like to like picture mode oh, and take yeah. a picture of it, it comes out super clear. Quick. It does. It's yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. So she's just saying she's just taking specific pictures just for the thumbnail. Yeah. So like once you actually do that, like if I end up like filming, like right after I film the video, like mm-hmm. I'll set everything up and I'll start taking pictures of everything. And that's when like the, they come out super clear. Yeah. And then you add like a bunch of like, like clip art and stuff, like whether it's like, like how do you do it? Like with the slime? Um... Oh, okay. Well, I'll just like, um, with slime, I always make sure to like hold, I always do like big batches. So I'll make sure like to hold it and like take big old, like, I don't know, like, I guess like shots of that. Yeah. Too. And yeah. I always, um, I usually replace the background. I'll like remove the background and I'll just like add a really vibrant color to it. Um, uh, sometimes I add text to it and stuff. I guess it's all about like really like bright colorful thumbnail it is because your your color your your thumbnails are super bright and the background colors are like you have this like neon green and neon yellow but it actually all kind of like matches in a way that's weird like you know what i'm saying like there's like a branding or like a consistency to your colors um in a way i feel like it's almost like a theme in a way yeah 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 i feel like everybody has like their style like I definitely always try to stick with what I usually do because I don't know I I don't know if they'll they'll do bad if I do something different with them. But since I'm so used to doing that, like the whole colorful thing, like with the yellow background and stuff, I feel like that's what's working. And I guess I'm just scared to try something new because I feel like that's like me right now. Oh, girl, so, I wouldn't try anything new. What you're doing is working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know. Um, yeah, it does have a theme. Like you use like a lot of this, like turquoise blue and the yellow and the green. And then your text tends to be like kind of bubbly in a way. Yeah. 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 I mean, for those of you guys listening, I would go and definitely study her thumbnails, not to obviously copy them, but to kind of get a sense of like what she means by, you know, bright, eye-catching thumbnail because your thumbnails really are really great I can see why they could get a lot of attention thanks you know and because of what you do I mean you you do you know 100 pounds of slime like DIY play-doh like DIY liquid oreo like it's like what is that you know even people that have so much like crazy things yeah because people that have like never seen you before they see this thumbnail and they're like what is this and they probably just had a curiosity and then you say you have um so okay any other tips like with the thumbnails like anything else that Um, you do or I would say like definitely the color thing like even with my slime videos um I always add color there's this feature on PicMonkey I think it's like for like to change your eye color but I don't actually change my eye color I change the color of the actual like slime Mm -hmm. like if it's pink slime usually it's not gonna look that bright on camera so I go in with a with a feature and I'll make it like super pink Mm -hmm. so I feel like just adding extra color all the time is like that's like one of the biggest things for me yeah, making it really pop. Yeah, the color. Yeah, the co- yeah, totally. Um, how did you learn how to use PicMonkey so well? Because PicMonkey is one of those things that has like a million different things that you can like, yeah. like you said, like you can apply, like how did you figure out, you know, to to use the eye color thing to change the slime, yeah. you know? Um, I feel like I just kind of learned because at first, if you go back to like my old videos, like they were, the thumbnails were so bad, but I always use PicMonkey. Mm-hmm. I guess I would just mess with it. And the, 
the feature of the eye color changing thing that I add color to like the things mm-hmm. I actually saw that on um Miss Remy Ashton she has a, a channel Miss Remy Ashton she did a tutorial one time on how she made her thumbnails and she mentioned how she makes colors pop and she uses that the whole um the eye color changing thing and that's when that's where I learned to do that Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of tutorials on there. People, you know, how to how they make their thumbnails and like everyone just has different things that they do. So um, I think it's worth I, I think it's worth like really learning some kind of program, whether it's PicMonkey or Canva or Photoshop or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really that's really, really, really interesting. So um, I can also see why kids are attracted to your thumbnails and what you do. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, how, how is it like, you know, interacting with kids, like, you know, in the comments, um, how is that? I like it. Um, a lot of the times, like they're really nice and stuff. There's obviously like the haters and stuff, but I definitely try to keep up with like, you know, the, like the positive, like people, like the ones that are actually supportive, and they're all like they're they're amazing, especially like when I meet them in person. Mm-hmm. Like it's the honestly makes my day completely. Like it really just like reminds me. I don't know. It's just it, it's awesome. That's cool. That's like it's really that's really like unique. But it, I I just wonder if that's kind of. But obviously you you have a huge subscriber base. But if it's like a, a like a fickle audience, are they as active and commenting or or not or. Yeah, I feel like they're very active. I, I definitely try to keep up with um, the comment section, like replying people, but I'm not going to lie, there's definitely times where I, I can't go through all of them. Like, I genuinely can't. But for the first, like, hour or so, I go in there and reply. But to be honest, like, after, like, the videos uploaded, I don't usually, like, go back because, like, it kind of, like, it's, like, um, overflow with comments. And yeah. then also, like, sometimes I don't want to, like, read the hate. So, like, I'll just reply within, like, the first hour and stuff. Yeah. But after that, I kinda, it's kind of, like, hard to go back and, like, read all of them. Uh, do you get a lot of hate in your videos? Um, I wouldn't say that much. No. Uh, I used to on my slime videos, which is funny because, mm. um, like now it's like big, but back then, like when it wasn't like that big, people were telling me like, you're, what, what's wrong with you? You're like 20 years old making mm. slime and everybody would literally like drag me in the comments. Oh, really? But I feel like now it's like the number one requested thing. Is the slime thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so crazy. Um, Okay, so tell me a little bit about um, something that you've. Well, no, actually, here's the other thing. So then you you had that first video that kind of got you to over a hundred thousand subscribers, but I mean that was it sounds like that was like nine months maybe into your channel or seven or eight months. Exactly. Okay, so then I mean the next year you grew like a few million subscribers at least. Yeah. So what happened after that, which really got you to that next level of like a million? a million plus subscribers. Um, I started uploading the, the slime videos and I also started doing stress balls around that time. Mm-hmm. I believe like in 2016, like January, February, I started doing stress balls. And that was also like a big trend. Like I started adding different things in stress balls. Like for example, I did like the Orbeez one where I added the squishy Orbeez inside of it. And that was another video. That was like my second um, like super viral video. So I would say that one definitely bumped me up like to a, I would think like maybe like half a million because that's when I started doing the stress balls. And then I like I made slime stress balls. I think I put even like Play-Doh in stress balls. Like I did like a bunch of things with stress balls, too. Mm. So I would definitely say that the stress balls literally bumped me up to um, like I would say half a million or a million. 
Yeah. And then like, where do you come up with these ideas? Like, you know, hot Cheeto slime, DIY edible Starburst slime. I guess I just really try to um, brainstorm and think of what I could do with slime because right now it's like such a big thing and it's almost really, really hard to think of something to do with slime because Mm -hmm. there's new slimes coming out every single day. So like the hot Cheeto one, um, I don't even know how I thought about that. I just thought it would be really cool because, well, my sister had mentioned it to me and I was like, that's so weird, but I ended up trying it out and it was like super crunchy because crunchy slime is a thing right now. Mm. So I was like, what if I put like actual food in it? So I put hot Cheetos in there and it was super crunchy. It was like super stretchy and it smelled so good. So like oh that's God. how I came up with that one. I just kind of added chips oh in God. it. Oh my God, that's so, that's so funny. It's so funny, but it's like, it's like weird, but like super satisfying at the same time. Yeah, I think people, that's why people like watching it. Cause it's like weirdly satisfying. <laughs> yeah, like people were in the comments telling me about my hot Cheeto slime. Like that is so disgusting, but I can't stop watching. Yeah. So do you get people other than kids watching your videos? What was that? Sorry. Do you get people other than kids watching your videos? Oh, yeah. I definitely have like other people too. Like when I go to events and I meet subscribers, the majority is kids. But I do have like the 20 year olds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because my sister, like since um, they know we're related, maybe that's why they know me. Yeah. But for the most part, it's kids. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, okay. So what is something that you um, struggled with with your channel? Um, I would say at first I was just like, oh my gosh, because at first you end up getting hate. Like when you first start getting hate, like yeah. you don't know how to handle it. Like I would literally like if I got one hate comment. I would sit there and think about it for hours, like, oh my gosh, they're right. Or I don't know, I would just literally get depressed over it. But I feel like I just got used to it at this point. I feel like when you're on YouTube for a while, like you're so used to everything, like all the hate and everything that it gets to a point where you're just immune to it. I feel like at this point, nothing that anybody says really bothers me. They could wish death on me and anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whatever about it. I feel like that was one of the biggest things though at first. And that's what, and that's also the reason that I didn't want to start it because I was scared that people would like talk, and which everybody does. Yeah, I overcame it already, so I'm like, thank God. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like for you, you're just—it's like you've had so much success that you're like, it's like, screw you guys. Yeah, like I used to worry about it a lot, but now I'm like, whatever, it's cool. Like I don't even know them, and like I know they wouldn't tell me that, and, like and to my face. So it's yeah. cool, like whatever. They're just, you know, it's okay. It is easy though to let the the hate really get to you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's it's easy, but you. It sounds like you just kind of got over it. Yeah, like for sure. At first, like I think everybody when they first deal with it, like they don't know how to. Yeah, and then actually get to them, but you just get immune to it. Yeah, that's, yeah, totally. So I know that you, so you, right now, obviously you're, um, this is what you do full time. So you do YouTube, but it sounds like you do other things like from your YouTube channel, um, like you have a book and you, do you have like DIY guides and things like that? Yeah. Um, I actually just came out with a book right now. I feel like as far as YouTube, that's literally everything I was doing for up until now because I'm barely starting to get into like uh, doing the whole book thing. So okay. I have a book coming out. It's a slime recipe book on May 23rd. Hmm. Um, I'm also um, probably going to go on tour this year. So I haven't told anybody, but it's like a little secret. I'm probably going to go on <laughs> tour this year. Doing what kind of thing like on tour? 
I think I'm going to do like, um, well, we're really talking about it, but I thinking, um, Q and A's and I might even like make slime on stage and stuff and hands them out. I, I think I'm going to do like that kind of thing. Yeah. But- I feel like you could have some kind of like live show with like you making like slime and stuff. Yeah. We're talking about like something around like those lines. Um, but it's, it's not set in stone yet, but yeah. we're working on thinking, like, what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like there's so many opportunities that can come from um, from your your type of channel. True. Yeah. Yeah. So so tell I'm, me about, like, the books and all that. So um, the book that's coming out, it's uh, a slime recipe book. It's basically a lot of my really popular um, slimes and also there's some new ones in there Mm -hmm. that I made up. So that one is coming out. And as far as books, that's basically all I have going on right now. Um, I'm thinking uh, that I'm probably going to write a book about my life one day Mm -hmm. because I really want to do it. But for right now, it's basically just, um, it's recipes. There's nothing really personal in there. It's just like my slime recipes, I guess. Where are you selling or where are you going to be selling the book? Um, basically in every bookstore, like Barnes and Noble, oh, wow. um, Amazon, basically anywhere where they're, they're selling books. Yeah. Oh, so how did that come about? Like an actual book deal? Like, it's not just you selling it on like your website or something like it's a legit yeah. book deal. Yeah. I really wanted to do it. I want to do it for a while because it was really suggested to do something with slime. Everybody always tells me like, you need to do like either like a book about your recipes or you need to like have slime kits. Which, by the way, like this guy, it's, it's a secret too. But I'm actually working on some kind of kits, so um, I don't know when it's yeah, coming out. That would make sense. So I'm working on that too. Mm-hmm. But um, I really wanted to do something, so I told my manager, I was like, I really want to do like a slime book. Like I really want to mm-hmm. do it. And he definitely got like the hookups and stuff because me personally, like on my own, I don't know how the heck I would have even like I wouldn't even know who to contact. But I'm so happy that I have him because he was the one that really helped me out with that. Yeah, I mean, I think when you get to the point where you you are where you're at, I mean, having the help of, say, like a manager or agent or something like that is so important because, I mean, you're you're good at doing what what you do, which is creating videos, coming up with creative yeah. ideas, but doing all the logistics of the business and all that. I mean, that's a whole nother world. Yeah, for sure. Like, I would have no idea who to even contact. So whenever I have an idea... I pitch him with it and I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I really want to do this. Let's work on it. And he's the one that like, you know, he's behind the scenes doing all that. That's so cool. And because you have such a strong audience and like a large audience, you know, he's able to make that happen for you. Yeah. And it's so unique. I mean, it's just so different. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like when I came out with a, when I told people I was coming out with a book, everybody thought it was going to be like, you know, like a book about my life or something. But when I told them slime, they were like, oh, okay. Cause it de- it definitely um ties in with what I do because mm-hmm. I'm all about slime. So it was I feel like it was something perfect for me to come out with. Yeah. Um I feel like you do a lot of collaborations too. Oh yeah. I used to do a lot of collabs um that were there were not necessarily collabs now that I think about it because like they were not in person. That we were just kind of like shouting each other out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would do those so much in the beginning. Um, I would say that helped me a lot because I was basically collabing with like groups of like 10 people at times. Mm-hmm. And we were all like basically the whole DIY world on YouTube was collabing together in videos. Mm-hmm. So we were doing that. And almost every single week we would have a collab. But um, now I'm actually starting to do in-person collabs. And I feel like those are actually they help a lot, too. So I would say like with tips, collaborations are definitely like something that that helps 
how did you connect like when you first started how did you get connected with some of those you know um other diy people um i became their friends like i would go on their channel i, I was obviously subscribed and i was fan a fan of them and i would comment on their videos like hey you know really trying to like build a friendship if i saw them at an event or something I would obviously go up to them. I feel like that's also a really big tip, networking with people. You really just have to step outside of your comfort zone. If you see somebody that, you know, you, you want to form a friendship with them or whatever, you just have to go for it and go make a conversation with them. And you really have to do it because I feel like at first I was shy and awkward at events. Mm -hmm. And I really just forced myself to go up to people and talk to them. And, you know, it just it's really important to make like friendships with other YouTubers. Yeah, I think it's it's important. Um... And I think that the in-person collabs can be difficult because of location, but I, I think they're really, really helpful too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you live, um, I guess like in LA, like it's really easy because like everybody's, I feel like everyone's there. Mm -hmm. But when, whenever you want to collab with someone who's like out of state or something, that's when it would be hard. So I guess like just do like, you could always do online ones or you can also, you know, have a, a day where you guys just have like a little trip or something and they come visit you or something. But for the most part, uh, I guess you can make it work either way. Yeah. So when you do like the in-person ones, like how do you decide whose video is on whose channel? Um, well, we usually, um, we'll talk like on the phone or something like, okay, like let's plan this out. Like we're going to film on this day. And usually we come up with a date first, like mm -hmm. the actual day. And then we'll text each other back and forth like, OK, I'm thinking about doing something around like along these lines. And they'll give me a few tips like, oh, what if you do this? Like we can, we kind of help each other out mm -hmm. on what we should do for our videos. But for the most part, you think of what you're going to do for your channel. And then should you film a couple videos and one goes on one channel and one goes on the other channel or. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you basically come up with your um, your video idea. Like, mm -hmm. if I come up with something, I'll text my friend. I'm like, oh, um, I want to do this on my channel. So we meet up at uh, whichever house, like, they can come to me or I'll go to them and we'll film the two videos that same day. Mm -hmm. So um, once that happens, we just, like, figure out, like, okay, what day are we posting? And then mm -hmm. we'll upload the video idea that we have, like, on our channel. Like, Yeah, so you guys each get a video then, like. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, I think collabs can be really helpful, especially like the in-person ones. I mean, you're yeah. at the point where you're collabing with some really big people and like the millions of subscribers too. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when you collab online, like when you do the whole like shout out, mm -hmm. it, it definitely does help because you are getting exposure and stuff, but it it's not a lot of engagement. So uh, I feel like they don't work that much, to be honest. But when you do in-person collabs, you know, it's, you're so – like you're literally like in front of the camera and yeah. people are getting to know your personality and everything – so I feel like those help like a hundred percent. Yeah. Those are, I think they're really good too, because I mean, it, people are going to have to take like an extra effort to like, okay, I'm going to click on that video and check out that person who she's talking about. And yeah, exactly. you know, um, and, and you know, I think, I don't think people listening who don't live in LA or places like that should get discouraged because there's oh, so many people now doing YouTube that it's almost easier to kind of like, if you're in like a, an area that maybe isn't like, super big like LA I mean there's ways to connect with other YouTubers like and Perfect. find those people in those areas and it's like an excuse to reach out like hey I see you're in you know this city I am too like exactly. I love your videos yeah. so it's almost like it's almost a little easier when it is smaller and there's not as like big That's 
so true. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like, LA, there's so many people that, you know, it's like if you're smaller, you're not going to reach out to someone who's huge and be like, hey, we're both in LA. They're like, oh, great. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So definitely a lot of people in LA, but there's people everywhere that you do that do YouTube. Yeah. A lot of people do it nowadays. So you could definitely find someone like around your area. And collabs are so much fun. To be honest, even if you don't like know the person at times, like, I've definitely had times where like I watched a person, um, their videos and I thought like the videos were cool, but I never really had a conversation with them. And like, um, my manager like set up a collab and I just did it. And it's still so much fun. Like mm-hmm. you literally meet a friend that day, but like, it's just so much, they're so much fun. They're way funner than filming just any other videos. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got the energy of, of another person. Yeah. It's so much fun. Well, I hope you're enjoying the interview with Karina, but I'd like to introduce to you our sponsor for this episode, and that is Fashion Nova. So Fashion Nova is an online retailer of the trendiest fashions that are super affordable. They come up with new styles every single day. So if you do YouTube or Instagram and you have fashion items on there. You definitely want to get to know Fashion Nova. Check out their website. Um, You can pick up a ton of styles for super affordable. I also have a promo code and that's Erica20, Erica with a K20. So go to fashionnova.com to check them out. Also, if you are an influencer and you'd like to connect with Fashion Nova, email them at pr at fashionnova.com and tell them that I sent you for a chance to work and collaborate with the brand. Now back to the interview. All right. So um, the next part is the best tips section. So I will ask you just real quickly, like your best tips for certain things. And you mm-hmm. just respond with like your, your first, your first answer. What first comes to mind? Okay. What is your best tip for starting a channel? Consistency. Yeah, that's huge. How many times do you upload now? Um, I try to upload at least three to four times a week. Oh, wow. That's like hardcore. That's a lot. <laughs> And for you, for your your videos are so involved. Like they're so, I feel like there's like, there's like a lot of props and a lot of stuff for each yeah. video. Yeah. Um, what is your best tip for what not to do? Um, don't try to be somebody you're not because people will, people know when you're trying to be somebody you're not. So I would say that. Mm-hmm. What's your best tip for growing a channel? Um, uh, thumbnails and titles and consistency. I feel like those three together, like are a good combo. Yeah. You mentioned titles before, like anything you want to mention about titles, like anything, any like tips or anything like that? I guess it just ties in like when, with the thumbnails, like if I have a crazy thumbnail, like most likely the title will be crazy. So I guess like when, when one of them is like, I guess when the, th- as long as the thumbnail is like, I guess eye catching usually, the title will be eye catchy. So I try to do something that's going to have both of them tie in together and like have a weird combo. Yes. So do you do it based on at all, like searchability, like, Oh, people are searching for this, this is trending. Or do you really just kind of go with what Um, you feel is more of like a crazy title and less like SEO? Um, I think for the titles, um, I do try to get like creative and like crazy with them, but like not as much, I guess. Um, I've noticed that a lot of, uh, for example, hack videos, mm-hmm. for some reason, having a number in front of the title does good. And I've noticed it. I don't know if it's a thing or if it's just me. I don't know. But if I do hacks, I always try to do 10 because when I put 10 in front of there, it just makes it more appealing, I guess. I feel like that always helps too. 
Yeah. So you just kind of like study different tiles and see what works and, and what doesn't. Yeah, basically. I feel like I just kind of know by now, like what titles do good on my channel, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's different for everybody, but those are the ones that like work for me. Yeah. How do you come up with the titles? Um, the titles are usually really easy. Like if I'm doing like a giant, thumb, um, a giant um, slime, I'll put like monster in there. I'll be like DIY um, monster slime or things like that, I guess, that will sound appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because um, people don't aren't necessarily like searching DIY monster slime, but yeah, it's it's so appealing that people would probably end up clicking on it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, what is your best tip? I just asked this one. The best tip to get noticed on YouTube? Um, just be yourself. I feel like people really want someone who's just a hundred percent themselves, doesn't really care too much about being like a perfectionist. I feel like people will really um find you relatable that you're not too perfect and you're just you're you're relatable in the sense that you make mistakes and you're a real person. You're not like this um you know, you're real. I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but what is your best equipment tip? Um, I would definitely say equipment is like a big thing. I feel like a lot of people try to say like, oh, it's fine. You know, like just be yourself. Like you don't need equipment or anything. But I guess it just depends because like Jenna Marbles, she she started off, I think, like with her webcam and she's huge. But I would say now that there's so many YouTubers and there's so much competition, yeah. you definitely need like um good lighting you don't even need a good camera and like i'm being honest because you can start off with your phone as long as it has a decent camera i feel like lighting is key if you don't have money for soft boxes and stuff like that you can definitely use natural lighting and that's the actually the best lighting that you can get is natural lighting for sure what do you use to film with um, I use um, soft boxes as lighting. Um, you can get them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's times where I also do natural lighting. And the camera that I use is the Canon 70D. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, what about your best software tip? Um, software? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like like a good, just like a MacBook or something because it, it comes with um, iMovie. And I feel like that's a great way to start off editing your videos. If you have a Mac, it will automatically come with iMovie. So if you're definitely starting a channel and you want to invest in some kind of computer or something, I would say as long as it's a Mac, like anything along those lines, like will be perfect because it's going to come with iMovie and you could start off with that. Is that what you use now? Um, I actually use Final Cut Pro, but for like a good year, I just got Final Cut Pro last year. Hmm. For a year, I was using iMovie, and you can definitely edit with him. I mean, even Tana Mojo, she's huge, and I think she uses iMovie. Hmm. But if you really want to get, like, with, like, the plugins, like, where the crazy transitions, then I would go to Final Cut Pro. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, if you have a Mac, iMovie's free, and it comes with it, and it's a great place to start. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so last is the beauty bonus round. So kind of similar to the the last round, I asked a series of questions that I asked everybody that's come on the show. Okay. Okay, okay, I already asked you this. What do you use to edit in your camera? So we already did that. Um, Next question. What would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? Um, I wouldn't say a lot of bad words in the beginning. Yeah, I used to say bad words a lot 
But you know what? Actually, I feel like you should be able to be yourself. Like you should, if, if that's you, then there really shouldn't be an issue. But the thing that sucks about YouTube is right now there's this whole thing about like, I don't even think they're like, I, I don't know. YouTube is getting really strict really right now. Strict, yeah. Where the advertisers, yeah. You definitely have to think about it. Advertisers are not going to want to put ads in your videos. And it sucks because sometimes you just want to be like completely yourself. And if you say bad words, you know, then so be it, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at it, I guess, in the business um, standpoint, then you really have to think about it. Um, I used to say a lot of bad words back then. And uh, I guess it it really just, I don't know how to explain this, but I feel like you can definitely 100% be yourself and be funny and you could show your personality without saying bad words. And it's not just about the advertising. It's about people watching you. Like, there's definitely kids on the internet. And I know, like, kids, I know, like, people say, like, they shouldn't be on the internet to begin with. But, you know, they are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, they're not gonna, like, I don't know. It, it, I feel like you have to set, like, a good example, I guess. And just try not to say too many bad words. Because then, you know, the kids and stuff. Yeah, so I, I think for you, because you are, your audience is, is uh you know, a lot of kids, I think in, in a way you almost have a responsibility not yeah. to, not to be doing that. I guess it depends on your audience. Like, aside mm -hmm. from advertising, aside of all, from all of that, it's really on your audience. Like I have a lot of kids. So at first I would like say bad words and like in the beginning of my videos, like mm -hmm. back then. And I always would get the comments like, I'm a kid. Like, why are you saying bad words? So I definitely did take that into consideration, yeah. but there's people like, that have like the variety of audiences like Shane Doss and Tana Mojo and them, honestly, like they're hilarious. And I feel like with those type of channels, like it's a hundred percent. Okay. I guess it just depends on your audience. Yeah. I think it does too. It depends on who you are, who your audience is. I mean, yeah, and I, it's like a personal choice. Like I've personally made the choice, like not to have any of those type of words on the podcast here, just because, you know, I just, yeah. you don't know who's listening. And for, so, for me yeah. and what I do, there's no, not really a need for that. Um, yeah. but it's like, you know, some people make it work for them. There are some people that do oh, it and they incorporate it and people love them for it. And they, you know, it makes them seem more real and all that. So yeah. I think either whatever it is, you know, it's like your own choice and that choice yeah. is, is probably the right choice if it feels good for you, you know, definitely a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, who would be your dream collaboration? Oh my gosh. I think it would be Shane Dawson, honestly. Like <laughs> he is like, oh my goodness. He's so funny. I love him. I've been I've been watching him forever. Yeah. If I were to collab with him, oh my god, I would literally die. We'll put that out there in the world. Maybe it'll happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um what do you wish that you did do when you first started? Um uh, that's a hard one. I wish um I wish I could have known more about like, uh, I guess like when you get inspiration off of videos, that's definitely something that I, I regret. Cause I went, when you're first starting off, you know, you want to keep up with the trends and stuff, mm -hmm. but there's ways of keeping up, like with putting your twist on it and stuff. At first I would just like see a popular video and I was like, I need to do it. And I would sometimes not give credit. And mm -hmm. I feel like that got me in situations where like people didn't like me. Mm -hmm. So it was I guess you have to really stay away from like completely um, taking somebody's like idea. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess, yeah. As long as you put your twist on things at first, I just like go for it. 
And yeah, people are not going to like appreciate it. Yeah, I think people appreciate like if you say, you know, I, I saw this video by such and such and it totally inspired me to do this. So, you know, nah, you know, that's, nah. that's 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 where I got yeah. the idea from. Like, it never like hurts. For me person, yeah, like for me personally, like if people do my videos, like I genuinely don't care. And if anybody's like listening that are thinking like they want to recreate a video, like, oh, my God, do it 100 percent. Like, I would be so happy to watch it. But there's just people that don't sit well with it. Yeah. I guess it just depends on the people. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just depends. I mean, a lot of times, you know, it's like it's flattering that people want to take your idea and all that. And yeah. at least as long as they credit you or shout you out, you know, I, I don't think I don't think that's coppering. It's like taking inspiration. But I think if it's, you know, yeah. you're doing a video that's almost exactly like somebody else and then you don't give them any credit that that's where it gets a little shady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, OK. What is your favorite video or one that you're most proud of? Um. I would say, I feel like I'm really proud of uh, my Orby stress ball video. That's like the one that comes to mind because that was one of the videos that um, it was like really different, I guess, like putting jelly beads in a balloon and just like using it as a stress ball. It's so random and it almost sounds like really basic, but I feel like when I thought about that video, I didn't think it would be like as big as it came out. Like what I, I didn't think it would set a trend for stress balls and it's so basic, but literally when I think of like the top video that I can think of, it's that one for some reason. I don't know if it has like special connection to it. I just feel like it was something that was so different, I guess, that yeah. I don't know. I'm proud of it. Yeah, but it's almost like simple too, but it's like simple, but no one had really done it yet. Yeah, I guess just like in general, like squishy videos, because I'm also really proud of my slime videos because now it's like this like big thing and I'm not saying I, I I'm not saying I'm not the one I'm the one that made it big but I definitely feel like back then nobody would do it and stuff and like seeing it be, be so big now like I'm so proud of slime <laughs> yeah yeah that's I mean it's great it's definitely unique and 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 very very appealing to a lot of people yeah um what are you glad that you did do when you first started I'm glad that I stayed consistent mm -hmm. um, from the beginning. I just made it a thing where I was so motivated and I'm so glad I did that because if I would have uploaded once or twice a month, I feel like it would have been different. I think consistency was the number one thing that really helped me out. Yeah. Um, are there any mistakes that you think you made throughout your journey? Um, uh, let's see. I guess the whole like inspiration thing, I feel like I made that mistake, like taking people's ideas. Uh, let's see. There's, there's definitely some videos that I'm not proud of. Like I did like, for example, a video where, um, I made slime and it was a like, collaboration. So that's the only reason I didn't take it down or anything, but there's times where I'm so tired and I film a video and you can tell on camera. So I guess when, if I'm not 100% feeling myself, I really shouldn't upload. And I'm still trying to learn now, but that's like definitely a mistake that I do at times where I try to put a video out and, you know, it's, it's not the greatest, I guess. Yeah. You just do it for the so, sake of putting it out. Yeah. I feel like um, you have to be 100% like into it. Uh, if you're not feeling yourself that day, just don't film. That's definitely something I'm working on. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's hard because in a way it it's kind of somewhat turned into your job so it's like you and people are yeah. expecting you to upload videos so you almost yeah. have to in a way yeah I feel like that video though like it really just like woke me up I guess and I was like okay really? 
Well, yeah, people... it was like a testing video, and everybody told me like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, I guess I, they said I wasn't trying hard enough, and I was like really tired too. And I wanted to take that video down so bad. But I was like, "It's a collab." Like, I didn't want to like do it for that reason. But I, I would say that's one of the biggest mistakes. Like, like that video, it was honestly a mistake because I should have not filmed like that tired. Did you get feedback from the audience? Definitely. Like, I was getting dragged in the comments. <laughs> like, people were telling me like, "You didn't even try." And it hurt my feelings a lot because, like, I was so into slime that I was trying Instagram slimes, and they were really different from what I usually do. So I was doing a lot of them wrong, and people were telling me, like, I thought you knew how to make slime. And they were saying that I looked tired, that everything was kind of, like, you know, just thrown together. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I got really offended. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like they were right, though. I should have not put something together so um, quickly. Like, I should have taken my time with it. Yeah, I mean, it probably was tough to hear a lot of the criticism, but in a way, it, it taught you a lesson. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what is your favorite opportunity that you got as a result of YouTube? Um, I feel like it's uh, opening doors, like with a book thing. I never in my life thought I would ever write any type of book. So just knowing that it's going to be like at Barnes & Noble and things like that, like it's really like, it's insane. Yeah. I would say thing right now from so far would be the book yeah that's that's really cool is that is that out yet it's out on may 23rd but may 23rd, it's, it's okay. available for pre-order now okay i'll put the link in the um show notes if anyone's interested in, in pre-ordering it um that's so i mean that's such a cool amazing accomplishment thank you for like you know for a youtuber i think it's really amazing uh it's it's crazy i can't believe it but i'm so so grateful yeah, that's really cool. Um, and last question, what is your superpower? So what is that personality trait or maybe something about you that you have that comes naturally that you think um, has contributed to your success? I think it would be 100% my personality. I really am so bubbly. A lot of the times, like, I don't know what it is about me, but I just, I'm a big hot mess but in a good way I don't know how to explain it mm-hmm. I'm so myself to the point that I look like a walking tornado and <laughs> like I feel like it's almost a good thing because I watch my videos back and I'm editing and I'm like I'm literally thinking in my head I'm a freaking hot mess but like it's funny yeah like I'm a disaster but in a funny way that it's almost relatable I don't know I feel like that's something about me that I love that I'm so clumsy and so annoying that it's funny. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's great. You've embraced kind of your quirky personality and people are really responding to it. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Karina, it's been an amazing pleasure having you on the show. I mean, Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. I mean, for people that want to check out you and your channel who might not be familiar with you, where can they find you? Um, I'm Karina Garcia on YouTube. That's basically just like my full name on there. So Karina Garcia on Snapchat and Twitter. I'm Karina Bear. So it's Karina with a double A at the end, underscore and bear. And then on Instagram, it's just Karina Garcia. All right. Well, thank you so much, Karina. Okay. Thank you so, so much. It was so nice being here. Oh, thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Well, that's it. 
that's our episode and I hope you enjoyed it and if you stayed this long do me a huge huge favor and leave a review on iTunes five stars would be amazing it helps more than you know helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast also make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode and if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group make sure you join for lots of support collaborations and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica and I will see you next week. Mwah.